Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Well, if you're an Amazon customer, uh, then you would have received the email notifying you of changes from the 1st of January on shopping. It seems the impact of Brexit is really starting to kick in as VAT changes will occur and overall it'll cost more to shop and not just on Amazon. So we want to chat to uh, a few people who have been keeping an eye on this uh, for us at Live 95. Eddie Keane, who is uh, a lecturer from the School of Law at the University of Limerick, uh, joins us. Good morning to you, Eddie. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. So these changes that Amazon are referring to, is it all about Brexit? Yes, in a, in a word. Um, and I suppose the, the history of this, just for, for context really, is um, long before there was uh, talk of the European Union, it was all about the common market. And I'm certainly old enough to remember um, all of the talk about forming a common market and, and all of that. And what that actually meant was that goods that were produced in any of the countries that were members of the famed common market could be sold in any of the other countries without any kind of an import tax or they couldn't be treated any differently to the goods that were made in those countries. So, for argument's sake, goods that were made in the UK would be sold in Ireland as though they had been made in Ireland and it was common through all of the all of the member states. Then it moved on to the EU and all this uh, various other issues. But what has happened now is that when the UK leaves the EU, as they do on the 31st of, of December, um, they're no longer members of the common market. So that the goods that are made there will have to be brought into the common market, um, of which Ireland is a member and all of the other EU countries. Now, according to all I suppose the the system that works throughout the world and the World Trade Organization have organized this as well, is that if you're importing goods into a country, you, a tax can be added to them. And the idea of the, adding the tax to them is to protect the, the producers and manufacturers in that country. So it makes the goods coming in that little bit more expensive right. so the customers will be more so, inclined to buy the local So stuff. this isn't just about Amazon then, um, Eddie. This no. is going to have an impact on furniture, on bread and other foods, on Absolutely clothes everything. that come in from the UK. Yeah, absolutely everything that the, that is made in the UK from and I was I was just thinking about it there um, everything from potatoes um, and actually there's been an issue about this recently that uh, for those of us who I like I unfortunately like our chips that the chips in most fast food restaurants are actually made from potatoes from the UK and that they're they're, they're going to be they're the, those potatoes will be significantly more expensive now, whether it means that the, the, the fast food producers will change and use Irish potatoes or whether there's going to be passing along the cost and the price of a, of a carton of chips. And that could Who change knows? the taste of them too. It'll dramatically change the taste, I'm told, um, though I wouldn't be an expert in the area more into eating them than cooking, but um, the, yeah, it, it's going to change the taste and everything. And, uh, from and chips and to McVitie's biscuits. Is that even if there is a last gasp deal, and we'll talk about that now in a second, what's been going on in Brussels, but mm. even if there is one, then oh, yes. you're still going to see a lot of these increases. 
Yes, because it, it then comes down to the devil in the detail of the deal. At the moment, when the, and you, you'll hear um, in the media about like the World Trade Organization rules and this sort of thing. What that actually means, the World Trade Organization have established what they call a harmonized tariff um, rules. And it's a percentage that would be, that is agreed, that can be added on, a percentage of the cost of goods that can be added on um, for goods when they're being imported. So if there is no deal, that's the percentage that will apply what has been um, agreed worldwide by the World Trade Organization. If there is a deal, it becomes as to what the deal is. The devil of the detail is in what kind of a duty is going to be in, uh, is going to be applied to potatoes. In, in, and but what, the what? bottom line is fundamental change that is going to affect everyone listening in their pockets. We're chatting to Eddie Keane, who's a lecturer from the School of Law at the University of Limerick. And Limerick woman Hilary McGann is from Newsfix in London. We were chatting to her a couple of weeks ago about her her transition from uh, CNN, where she was working in London, to uh, her own company, News Fix. And morning to Hillary. Um, so, is, morning, is, Joe. How are you? Is there a focus on this in London, in the UK? Then the fact that uh, the British Prime Minister went to Brussels for dinner last night, and everyone thought it was hilarious to put fish on the menu because fish is such a, a big <laughs> sticking point. Ha ha ha! You, you, I know. Uh, you um, right, but absolutely. You know, I mean, I think really the. The conversation now, I mean, there's been a consistent conversation. I moved here in August 2016, and Brexit has come up time and time again, both in my professional life as a journalist, but certainly in my my personal life with Irish friends, you know, English friends, and and certainly European friends that I have. I think what I've seen lately is the difference is, is that we've gone from talking about well, what will a UK-EU relationship look like post-Brexit, to getting much more um, as Eddie said, devil in the details. And, and and now I think people are really saying, hang on a second, how does this trickle down? And how might it affect me in my daily life, whether it be personally or professionally? And so I think it's the lack of certainty at this point. You know, I think it's worth noting that, the, you know, this referendum happened more than 1,600 days ago. And here we are 21 days before they, you know, the UK really does leave. And there's a lot of questions, um, significant issues yet to be resolved and, and questions yet to be answered. And so, yeah, it definitely is on on the top of people's um, minds at the moment. I think, um, you know, my Irish friends over here, I have to say, we, we're probably more relaxed than my European friends because, you know, as Eddie was talking about the common market, we obviously have the common travel area and, you know, that goes before we were ever members of the European Union and it will last beyond the UK's exit. So we've had, we, you know, as Irish people coming to the UK, we have the right to work, to study, to um, access health services, and that will all stay in place. So for us, I think we're that bit more secure than our European friends. Um, what I've also noticed is that English friends of mine, uh, my fiancé included, they went straight after the referendum, and they applied for Irish passports. A lot of them have, you know, Irish grandparents and um, any connection they could find, really, they were using. And I think, you know, I guess, Joe, like my social circle in London is kind of young professionals, for the most part, who largely voted to remain in the EU. And I think it's important to remember in this whole conversation that, you know, they view themselves as Europeans just as much as they view themselves as British. And for them, it was never a question of one or the other. And and so they want to be able to continue to travel. They want, you know, to still be going to Europe all the time. And I think now they're seeing, well, actually, there could be a lot of issues on that. I spoke to uh, 
a couple the other night who who have a second home in France, and you know it's very much a home from home for them. They 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 could spend six months of the year, and and they won't be able to do that now. You know, all of a sudden now it's going to be ninety out of a hundred and eighty days in a rolling period, and I think that really hit them. They seem to be really really shocked by that and the idea of like how much they're going to have to monitor where they can travel, how many days, in what period. And so, yeah, this is definitely, definitely um, going to bring a lot of change. And I think people are really, really uh, realising the impact it might have on their lives now. Right. We're chatting to Hilary McGann, a Limerick woman with News Fix. She's uh, in London. Eddie Keane, who's lecturer from the School of Law at UL. And Neil Robinson from the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick also joins us. And Neil has talked to us pretty consistently on Limerick today about Brexit, probably at a time uh, when a lot of you listening were going, well, is it really going to affect me, you know, at at root level? Well, it is, unfortunately. Um, And Neil, this is coming close to your day of vindication because you consistently said that ultimately there wouldn't be a deal and at various points uh, it looked as though you could be wrong. Unfortunately for all of us, it looks as though you're going to be right. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, a terrible thing to, uh, to, to be right on occasion. Um, now, I have to say the, the reason for, for my saying that there was going to be no deal changes over time. So, you know, sort of uh, originally, um, you know, I was saying it because of uh, difficulties over the north. That was removed. But then there was, you know, sort of parliamentary difficulties for the for Conservatives. Uh, that was removed. Um, uh, but then, you know, sort of we got the withdrawal agreement. But then, you know, sort of that was only the, the, the prelude to the to the to the future relationship. And um I think, you know, sort of now we're seeing all the kind of uh, chickens coming home to roost. You know, sort of what's going on now is a combination of, of, of Tory problems, lack of planning, um, uh, you know, sort of lowest common denominator politics coming into into play in the UK that preventing, uh, um, you know, sort of a deal, a deal now. So, yeah, and, and things that the EU are not prepared to concede on either. So they're now yeah. saying there's a summit today. They're talking about extending the talks maybe till Sunday. Now, it's incredible how close to the end of the year this now is uh, for everybody. But, I mean, ultimately, is it your sense there is not going to be a deal and Britain uh, will um, finish the transition period um, and then from the 1st of January, uh, almost farcically, they'll be under these World Trade Organization rules. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much my sense. I mean, listening to people this morning, you know, sort of uh, Ray McGuinness, for example, you know, sort of clutching at straws about whether a deal would be done. Um, you know, sort of, I, I, I didn't uh, see that much there, you know, sort of the, the pretty much after the statement by Boris Johnson um, at uh, Prime Minister's Question Times yesterday in, the, in Parliament, fairly obvious that he wasn't going to budge uh, when he went last night. Um, then reading, you know, sort of things, for example, that Chancellor Merkel said uh, um, in the German parliament yesterday, it's very clear that the Germans weren't going to budge. So, you know, sort of, you know, nobody seemed to be um, uh, to be willing to move. Um, so, you know, kind of, uh, I wasn't really expecting very much to come out of uh, the dinner last night. Right, and, right. And, that, and that's going to be absolutely disastrous for all of us, isn't it? I mean, in fairness to the, the Irish government, and I think they do deserve credit here, it's been shown that the Northern Ireland Protocol 
was, despite every attempt, even in the last couple of months, bulletproof. It's going to happen now, regardless yeah. of whether there's a deal or not, which shows why it was so important to get it done before this bit, before the trade negotiations. Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. but, but the reality is every single person listening to this show this morning is going to be negatively affected by what will happen here. Yes. I mean, you know, sort of the depth to which we're negatively affected is, is, is remains to be seen. I mean, we have put in place some, some um, uh, alternative transport links, for example, to, uh, to, 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 to get around some of the land bridge issues. But yes, there are going to be uh, costs um, uh, for, for, for all of us. Yeah, we're going to be paying a little bit more for our chips, as, as Eddie said, the revenge of the waxing spot. Um, you know, sort of. Uh, so yeah, there are going to be things that uh, are going to affect us, but um, uh, uh, we're going to also have to see, of course, how far the uh, European Union um, will compensate us for some of those costs. Yeah. Um, and there are political battles to be yeah. fought there because yeah. the French have already laid dips some of it. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Well, the French have to look after themselves as well. You get the impression that European Union countries who aren't as quite as close to the UK physically or historically or through family and friendship links as we are, are kind of going, we're done here, lads. We're done. You know, the, well, the, the, you can't, yeah, I mean, there are other issues. I mean, you know, sort of the EU's got some yeah. major problems in the East with Poland to, and you know, Hungary, and, and we've got to know, get and, on and, with and, and look, yeah. they, they're kind of stuck by Ireland as much as they could, but ultimately, if you can't do a deal with the British, you can't do a deal with the British, and that's that's just where we're at. Um, uh, it, but, yeah. By the way, I know at one stage you were applying for an Irish passport. Did you do that? Oh, I've got it, yeah. I've had it for an age now. Good yeah. man. Yeah, Good yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I, I haven't used the UK one since I got it. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, um, uh, Hillary, I presume you're not going to be rushing to apply for a British passport. <laughs> no, no rush there, Joe. <laughs> I don't think I need it now. <laughs> uh, and, and I have to say, um, I heard you mentioning your fiancé there. That's a very recent development, him being your fiancé, oh, I mean, no. isn't it? <laughs> you know, Joe, that was my first time. I was so closely saying my boyfriend, but I got it in. <laughs> no, I got engaged last Friday. Oh, fantastic. He, I think he's definitely trying to cement those Irish roots before the deadline kicks in. I think that's what well, it was all about. <laughs> well, now, now that he's your fiancé, you can definitely name-check him on local radio in Limerick. I will do. <laughs> no, uh, Sam Ryan is his name, and his grandparents are from Tiberi, and it's gas. I left Ireland, and I'm going to go back with a more Irish surname than what I left. <laughs> 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 All right. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, listen, congratulations to the two of you. I hope you have a long and happy life ahead of you. All right. Thank you so much. So, really appreciate it. And lovely to talk to you again. <laughs> you too. You too. Have a great Christmas. That's uh, Hilary McGann from Newsfix in London. Uh, great to chat to Neil Robinson from the Department of Politics at UL and Eddie Keane, who is from the School of Law at the University of Limerick. Thank you too. And have a happy Christmas to both of you. Call Limerick today now. 